This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. This is Kelly Henderson, and you're listening to the Velvet's Edge podcast. This week, my guest is my very good friend, Amy, from the Bobby Bone Show, Radio Amy. Amy has been on this podcast a few times before, and if you guys have listened to those episodes, you know that two years ago, she finalized her adoption of her two children from Haiti. So last week, we were just catching up, and of course, she was telling me about the kids and what they now just naturally assume is life in America. We were getting a good laugh about this. You know, it's the Amazon Prime, the Postmates, nice houses, airplanes. It's a far different place than the country they came from. So she then told me how they are now trying to educate their kids on all of the other parts of America, those that are less fortunate, those without houses, truly the part that many of us don't think about, which is just all of the people living in poverty or who are homeless right nearby. I personally walked away from that conversation being reminded of the small reality that I live in sometimes and just not looking at the bigger picture of our culture and those who may be struggling or live very different lives from mine. Amy is here to talk through some simple ways that she has started opening her kids' eyes up to the rest of the world around us, as well as one specific organization in Nashville, Home Street Home, that is helping the homeless rebuild their lives. Here's our conversation. Okay, so I feel like, first of all, everyone loves updates on your kids, which we've talked a lot about. You're adopting two kids from Haiti, and we talked about it on the last podcast you did with me, mm-hmm. but how is everything going? I mean, I would say we've come a long, long way. Yeah. Like, it's... It's amazing how far we've come because I think there was a time in the beginning I thought, is this ever going to get better? And it does. So if you are adopting or a foster parent and it's the beginning, um, just know that it does get better and it gets amazing. And there, it's going to be a roller coaster for a little bit, especially if you're adopting older children like ours where 
uh, seven and nine when they got here, and now or seven and ten. How old are they? And then now they're nine and twelve. That's crazy. So I got a twelve year old, like going on thirteen. So we have a lot of hormones what? happening. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> she's she. And my mom always told me because I was pretty awful. I was, and she especially hormone wise, and just around how I treated her sometimes, but because I, I couldn't control it, I really feel that. And she was like, oh my gosh, payback is going to be awful for you. And so I have that, I have payback happening. <laughs> What's the main thing that you would say is different now from a year ago? Oh, just that they trust us now they and do. they feel secure. I think when they first got here, it was especially for my daughter because she was older and she was on her third life. She lived uh, with her birth mom till she was five and five or five and a half, and then at the orphanage from five to 10, and then came here. So, you know, that's her third life. And rightfully so, she had walls up. Um, There's some attachment disorder happening with both of them, um, which I think is something you'll always, will always be a factor, but the guard, the walls have come down. They've let their guard down a little bit and they're letting us in. It's not so much the Heisman (laughs) all the time when we're trying to show them love because there's a lot of testing that happens with that because they want to make sure, okay, are you really going to be around or be here for me? Because, like, nobody else has really showed me that in my life. And so we're it's about to be two years. So, yeah, we're, we've officially, you know, I think formed that trust with them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Stevenson, again, when you're younger, just – Part of it too, maybe he doesn't really fully understand like what I love you means, but so he's still more accepting of that and will say it back. And of course that's really special and warms my heart, but I really feel like he knows that we care about him and we're there for him. And Stashira, I feel like now she knows it too. She still doesn't say I love you back really. There's been a time where she's written it on a card and maybe just kind of said it accidentally. (laughs) I don't think she knew that she was saying it, but it still made my day. And I tried to not flip out over it. But um, she's still, you know, every night I tell her, I love you before bed. And she just says, good night. But she says it in the sweetest way. Like, I'll take good night like that. Because it used to, she used to say nothing. And we're like, good night, sleep tight. And she'd be like, bye. (laughs) Um, So I feel like that them welcoming our love and accepting it uh, has been the biggest change. Yeah. And us just being a family and figuring that we're still figuring that out because I feel like the first year was so my dad got cancer the first year they were here. And I feel like I left them for like months. Like we'd only had them six months. And then I left them for like three months to six months, like back and forth. Three of those months I was gone a lot. And so then I'm sure they were like, what the heck? So I feel like that first year is a big fat blur. But this year, 2019, it's been our year. Yeah. just having <laughs> And now my dad, my dad lives in Nashville now. So that's 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 another big change. It's just family, us yeah. feeling like a family. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you and I were talking the other day because there is an event that Pimp and Joy is sponsoring tonight called Miracle on Fourth, which is for a homeless shelter here now. Or it's, was it, it's for It's Home not Street. a shelter, but it's an organization that organization. serves the homeless and it's called Home Street Home. And we have a mutual friend, April, that mm-hmm. she just saw Stephen, the guy that founded it, a former homeless man, like, she was, I think, watching the CMAs last year on mm-hmm. TV and the news or somebody had done something on him and it just stuck with her. So then she kind of called up some of her friends and they decided to have an event last year. And this year they decided to do it again. And he legit knows the needs of the homeless and he's friends with them because he was right. homeless in Nashville for many years. And so he even serves the one. The reason why it's not a shelter is like it's 
he's serving the ones that are, they don't even go to a shelter. Like they're not even, like some of them aren't even out and about. Like you, he knows where to find them and reach them and serve, give them what they need. And um, I, yeah, I just felt like I wanted to get my family involved with something local and serving others because we do a lot of work in Haiti through Espoir and then even Pimp and Joy supports Haiti, but we support a variety. I mean, Pimp and Joy, like just for a quick backstory, if people are listening, they don't know what that is. It started with my mom when she had cancer and her decision to choose Joy. And then shortly after she passed away, it sort of blew up to where we had merch items and hats and clothes where we sell it and 100% of the proceeds go towards spreading joy to others. So story in a nutshell, and it started with her, like when times are hard, you choose joy for yourself, you spread joy to others because that's what my mom did. So um, that's what we like to do with Pim and Joy is just spread joy all over. And we hadn't really done anything locally, mm-hmm. like in Nashville in a little bit. So I could, Home Street Home just kept, it was on my heart. And then... Uh, I think last Christmas we had some extra Pimp and Joy funds like left over and we made like a little donation and it's still in my heart again this year. And when I found out they were having the event again, yeah, Pimp and Joy became the title sponsor. And I'm just excited to get my family involved in helping um, with locally and with needs and not everybody has everything. Like my kids coming from an orphanage in Haiti, you would think they would realize that people don't, have everything. They don't always have a roof over their head. They don't always have um, food to eat. But I think they thought, especially what they hear at the orphanage about America, that everybody, you come to America, that's where people come and they take you from the orphanage and they bring you to America where everything's fine. Like you have everything that you need. And so I remember the first day we brought them home, they went to our back door and like looked out the window and they were like, where's the pool? Yeah. (laughs) They just thought that's what it was. Because I think at the orphanage, they heard like everybody in America is rich. And I think in their mind, if you're rich, you have a pool. And I was like, oh, we don't have a pool. But, you know, it's just stuff that you, you hear. But, and then, you know, they do get to, they've been on airplanes since they come back. They travel to see family, um, which not a lot of kids get to do that. And so I felt like we need to do something as a family to get involved locally to show them that, like, the life they live isn't everybody's right. life. Well, that's how you and I had initially started talking about this because you were when you were telling me about the event, you were like, I really want the kids to see that it's not everyone in America that's just so lucky and blessed to have all the stuff that we have. And it's so, isn't it so interesting, like what we were saying, that they grew up in poverty, mm-hmm. but they just associate America with rich, rich. Right. Yes. Well, and, and they don't know. I don't, I wonder, it's also too, when you're poor, a lot of times as a kid, you are in poverty, you, poverty, that's what's around you. So you don't even notice it. Like Bobby, right. it wasn't until he got a little bit older that he started to realize it. And he'll share this pretty candidly. I mean, he grew up very poor Bobby from the Bobby bone show, which is the morning show I'm on. He, uh, he started to notice once he was a little bit older that he was, different than mm-hmm. than some of the kids in his class. Um, like he didn't have new clothes to wear every day. He didn't shower every day. He didn't, sometimes his family wasn't even around. He didn't have a bedroom. Like he slept on a couch, but you know, it's all relative. He still had a place to sleep every night. And then, so some kids might see his upbringing and be like, oh, wow. Like you actually had it made. You had a, a mom that took care of you. And when his mom was around, he had a grandmother that stepped in to take care of him. So you had people, some, 
people and kids, they don't, they don't even have that. And it's right here in America. Like there's yeah. adults and children that are homeless. I was reading um, a stat that said a total of 552,830 people were experiencing homelessness on a single night in 2018. Mm. Isn't that crazy? I mean, I just never think about it. Even when I go, I, I think I see a lot of this on the West Coast because obviously temperatures are a lot better out there. And I don't know if it's like the price of living is so expensive that maybe that's how people have become homeless. I don't know. But there's a there's seemingly a lot of homelessness mm-hmm. on the and West I, Coast. And I think um, some... Some stuff too is is a is a mental wellness thing. Okay. Um. I think, uh, you know, one of my friends and I we talk about this. Like loved ones that we know. Sometimes, if they didn't have us, I'll use my dad as an example. But I know that others are going through it based on what um, my friend and I have talked about. Uh, like when my dad was in the hospital last year and was experiencing a lot. I mean, my sister and I dropped everything and went and took care of him. But I mean, he had to quit work. I mean, he worked every day before he got cancer and then had to have surgery. And it altered our life. And it's very different now. It's crazy what a year and a surgery can do to somebody or a surgery and then a year. Uh, It's, 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 I, I still baffles me how different things are. But if he didn't have us Mm -hmm. um, when he was discharged from the hospital, I wonder what would have happened to him. Like, truly. Just like he, he couldn't have, take care of himself? He couldn't take care of himself. Yeah. And he didn't have a job. And he couldn't, he no longer, he had, he can't write with it. He's left-handed. He can no longer write with his left hand. Certain things that used to be easy for him just aren't. And he's single. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, he had loved ones around him. And then my sister and I, and but, but you know, like if you don't have certain things in your life like that, that all come together to support you. Um, I could see where some people just end up on the street sure, because they don't know. And then cognitively, I mean, we had to get him on some medicine to where he could like make sense of things and know where he was. I mean, there was times he would wake up and he would just be wandering outside, like not knowing where he was outside of his place. And like then peeing on the wall and my sister would wake up and be like, dad, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. And he's like, I have no idea. Just out of but it. But he like yeah. was so out of it, he didn't know. And so I just, and I'm not saying that's that's um, always the case, but that's a personal example where I know like my dad could have been, if he didn't have loved ones and support, he could have ended up just on the streets because right. I don't know that he could have, he wasn't functioning right. And so um, that's just my personal example, when it comes to mental wellness, I mean, there's all kinds of different factors and veterans that come back and PTSD and people who are disorders, domestic yes. abuse. There's a D- lot. Yes. If you, yeah. if you don't have a, that's what it boils down to mm-hmm. is I think if you don't have the support system, which not everybody does. And I feel like we take that for granted sometimes of loved ones and friends and uh, family that can scoop you up and help you out when you need it most, then Yeah then you that you end up in that position. And then it's hard to dig out once you're there. Right. Mm-hmm. I just never think about it being just, you know, on our back porch, basically. Like you said, it's really easy to see in other countries where there's so much struggle, but it's like, why do we not look in America? Because there's a ton happening here, too. I loved what you said that you're going to, you want to teach your kids, though, mm-hmm. that they still are very privileged right. to the life they get to live here. Right. I think one day when we do take them back to Haiti, because they do want to go back, and I want them to have a relationship with both of their moms. They have, they're have they not related biologically. 
So they've got two birth moms. We don't know anything about their birth dads, and we probably never will, but I want them to know their birth moms, and I want them to go back to Haiti, and I want them to visit the orphanage. And I think when they do, it'll kind of resonate with them, like, okay, wow. Okay, right. I, get, I get this now. That's what I was— I had a, I realized when my ADD kicks in and I start talking about different <laughs> things, but I think I brought up Bobby's childhood when I was thinking of them at the orphanage, like, cause he didn't, Bobby didn't realize it when he was a kid until a certain point, mm-hmm. but my kids left there right? and then they're here and I think they get it, but they, they need to go back and see it and then realize like, oh, I get it. Like, cause when they were there, that was just their normal everyday life to them. And all of their friends lived the same life. So, uh, I, I know they'll appreciate it then, but to start appreciating it here, we're going to adopt some things as a family, like ways that we can serve others and love others and take the focus off of ourselves, um, especially this time of year. I feel I like thinking that. around Thanksgiving yes. and Christmas is when, like, as parents, we start thinking, like, okay, how do we want our kids to handle even Christmas time? And, you know, April, when she was, you know, talking about throwing this event, Home Street Home, like, or the Miracle on Fourth for Home Street Home, like, that's what— she just knew it for her doing something for others. She knew she couldn't go out and help every single homeless person that sure. she passes on the street. Cause a lot of times you don't know, you can't always roll down your window. You don't know this. It's not always safe to go up to just anybody and try to help. But this was her way of knowing like she could go through the holiday season, kind of knowing that she tried to do her part right. by helping somebody. And, um, you know, that that's, that's my goal as a parent is that we can go through and like not make, I mean, Christmas and Thanksgiving is about, yeah, gathering friends and family and exchanging gifts and doing all that fun stuff. But like, how can we take the focus off of us and and serve others and remember like the real reason Um, Jesus is the reason for the season? (laughs) Like if that's what you believe in, uh, I think it's important or regardless, even if you don't like just finding a way to serve others, I think is super important and instilling that in your children. And so that's what we're trying to do. Um, and you know, now that we've started to talk about homeless, uh, people a little bit more, Stevenson, my son, he notices them a lot more. And like, if we don't roll down the window, like one time there was just the other day, um, there was a donation. This was not a homeless person. It was like, you know how sometimes on the corner, there's like people with a bucket that are fundraising for mm-hmm. like, you know, the high school uniforms, whatever. Or, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't like that. And I didn't, I mean, we waved and smiled, but I didn't have any money and we weren't going to donate towards that. Cause I don't know. So I like to vet a lot of the times, like what organization is it? I don't really know a lot about it, but if I had a dollar, sure, I would give it, but I didn't. So I just waved. I didn't roll in the window. And Stevenson was like, why didn't you roll in the window? Do we not care about that person? He doesn't have a home. And I was like, oh, buddy, yes. I love that you're paying more attention now and that we're trying to like shift our focus towards noticing people that might need help. But that person didn't need help. They were fundraising for something at school. Like, we're good. Um, but I, so I like that. It's getting it's the on his co- radar. Yes, it's on his yeah. radar. It's getting the conversation started. And then it's allowed us to, yes, like show them you don't, it doesn't mean you have to just roll down the window and give money. Like we've started to keep food in the car. Right. And have that ready. Like some people call them uh, just like little snack bags or lunch boxes or something. And you can keep them with non perishable items, but stuff that's easy to get into. Like, you don't want to give a canned good to a person on the 
that's on the side of the road that might want to eat if because they don't they might not have a can opener. Right. So you have to think about that because a lot of times I'd be like, oh, non-perishable. I'll just grab a few cans of this soup and it'll be good to go. So if you give someone soup, make sure you give them a can opener or if it has like the pop top that'll just pop right off right. the soup um, or granola bars or nuts and or fruit, like stuff that can be nutritious. Boiled eggs, like those are good. And socks, homeless people... Um, a big need is socks, especially in the wintertime, like socks and beanies and gloves because the limbs, like your head, your hands mm-hmm. and your feet, like that's where if you can insulate those, like you'll stay warmer at least. So that's something they always really like to have. And did I say eggs? When I said eggs, yes. I mean hard boiled eggs. Yes. <laughs> not like the, not, not just like, not just like eggs <laughs> straight up eggs. from the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. Like, not Ugh. good. But that's a way too where, you know, we're having that stuff in the car and then the kids can roll down the window and hand that to them and just say, you know, have a great day. Right. Happy Thanksgiving. And that way you don't have to question where the money's going or whatever. And I think this came up in one of our meetings about Home Street Home and Stephen, the guy that founded it, never did any drugs, doesn't drink, do drugs, never, even when he was on the streets, he didn't. But he, to people that kind of judge homeless people that do, I mean, You kind of have to, it makes you think about it. Like for me, sometimes I come home from a long day at work or my kids are this or I'm tired of this or that. And I just like, I need a tequila Mm -hmm. or a glass of wine, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. And my my long, hard day compared to somebody who has no home or loved ones that they can turn to that now they live on the street and I'm going to, we're going to throw judgment (laughs) their way for like wanting to numb the pain. Well, it's just true. You never know what someone else is going through. Exactly. It's that grace to like not, and you know, I think serving others like the homeless, it takes a level of boldness. And I don't, I say this for myself too. Like we made little tote, four things, tote bags for the event for some of the VIP sponsors. And the four things we put on there, uh, the first thing was be bold, um, uh, serve others, love neighbors and spread joy. And I feel like those are four things that you can keep in mind, you know, through this holiday season, whenever, you know, you're kind of just approaching life mm-hmm. and to, to, for some people to uh, approach or talk to someone that's homeless or that they don't even know, it takes courage. Like I get it. I'm not saying that it's easy. It's, or it's out of your comfort zone because you have these stereotypes or a predetermined thought of like why this person's homeless and they should just go get a job when really it's so much bigger than that. Mm-hmm. So I would just encourage people like we're trying to do with my family is to step out of your comfort zone and be bold because it's a bigger story and there's a lot happening and there's a lot of really amazing people out there. You know, a book that I read a long time ago and I need to bust it out and read it now and maybe even like read it with my kids and I hadn't thought about it till literally just now when I was talking. Um, And it's a great book if you're looking to gift somebody a book or you need something to read right now, but it's called Same Kind of Different as Me. And it's about, I don't want to give too much away, but it's about a husband and a wife. And you'll, for, you might cry, but <laughs> the wife is sick and a homeless man enters the picture and kind of what they all did for each other. I brought this up. The reason why the book came to my mind is because I'm like, be bold, be courageous, talk to somebody because you never know how you might impact them or they might impact you. And they might impact you even more than you could ever believe. And I got goosebumps thinking back to this story of how this homeless man in the book, and it's a true story, impacted this family. And, you know, it's amazing. 
I think it's a lot about awareness, too, because like you said, I mean, how many homeless people have you driven by and just not stopped or not even? Oh, yeah. And I'm so guilty of that because you don't want to. And especially if you don't have anything, like maybe you're just like, okay, I I don't want to make eye contact because I don't want to feel bad or I don't really know what's happening. But I mean, just as human to human, like we can acknowledge people and make them feel special for that moment. And you don't know what's happening with them. If you know anything about me, you know I am a massive creature of comfort. It is one of my top priorities in life to make my surroundings comfortable at all times. So when I found Cozy Earth, I quickly scooped up all of the luxurious bedding and loungewear that I could. It felt very on brand for me, but then I went on a trip with a girlfriend not too long ago where she could not stop commenting on how cute and comfy my pajamas were, which then made me realize they may also be my new favorite travel companion as well. Guys, I am not kidding when I say you will experience unmatched softness and smoothness with all of Cozy Earth's products. The temperature-regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew add comfort and a touch of style to any travel ensemble, and their bedding comes in the most adorable totes, making it a super easy gift to give anyone. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code VELVETSEDGE at the checkout for an exclusive 35% off and let them know we sent you when you're at the checkout. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit RightRug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. And I think Home Street Home is a great organization because they give a lot of different options. Like I think you have to find what is the right way to help for you. And maybe it is donating money. Maybe it's going to volunteer. They have a lot of different activities you can go volunteer at. This is obviously an organization in Nashville, but they yeah. have them around the country. Yeah, like I think as a any, um, or even just if you're trying to get your family involved, like sometimes there's churches that will go, like I went to a church in Austin for a little bit um, years ago, but it's one that was founded by uh, Brandon and Jen Hatmaker. And if you're familiar with their work, you know that they love serving others and they would like on Easter, instead of doing like a really big production at church and, you know, cause some churches go all out, mm-hmm. which there's nothing wrong with that. Easter is a special time, but they didn't even have service at church. They straight up had told everybody to meet downtown 
and they took big grills and they fed the homeless. Mm-hmm. That was their Easter service. That's and then cool. they had church there. So that was church because that's what they wanted to invest their time and money into was giving back to, to others. Yeah. And so that, that time taught me a lot about, you know, loving the homeless and that they all have a story and, you know, you can't there. So maybe look at churches in your area that might be doing something cool like that. That'll help you get your foot in the door because they already have that experience of, um, of working with some of the people and know that way you're not like just going downtown blind or wherever you live, because I don't know that that would necessarily be considered safe. There's some groups that will give, like maybe you cut hair. Like there's some people that offer to cut hair for the homeless for free. I think some people you can donate clothes, especially mm -hmm. for when homeless um, are getting back on their feet and needing to go to job interviews or things like that, that they might not, they might not have a suit or things like that. You know, one thing that Steven with home street home is working on and the event was fundraising for is he's, he's trying to build a house Mm -hmm. for, cause he doesn't have a shelter, but this would be a house where he knows ones that are like doing well and can handle it. And I guess they would sort of quote unquote have to qualify to be in this house. Um, but let's say there's gonna be like six, I'm just throwing this out there. Um, and they get a place to live. They get like um, training for job interviews and resume and to get a job and get back on their feet. And then they can graduate out of that house, maybe That's into great. their own little apartment. And then boom, a, a bed opens up and somebody else can come through. So he's trying to do it. Yeah, the, he doesn't just want people to come like have a place to crash for the night and then go back out and do their own thing. Like he really wants to help them. Like he was helped. He's now not homeless anymore. So he's like, it is possible. Right. That sounds so, like a lot like um, Thistle Farms. Yes. organization, what they do. Mm-hmm. It's a really great organization in Nashville too. Yeah. And I was just thinking too, like I have gone through times in my life where you know, when you feel really beat down or you feel like maybe you're going through a hard time mm-hmm. that you have nothing that you, you don't, you don't feel like you're the person to go help someone else. You're like, oh, I've got so much bad stuff happening to me. Or, you know, you can just feel so beat down by what's happening in your life. And anytime I'm in that place, I have a mentor who tells me like, you need to go do some service work mm-hmm. and go help someone else. And that sure enough, every single time helps me kind of get out of my funk because as hard as the time of like that I might be going through, I have so much to be grateful for. Mm-hmm. And in these moments, I just think about, you know, the fact that I have a roof over my head. I mean, that in and of itself, no matter what I'm going through, is a great gift, you know? And so if you, if even if you feel like you might not be in the best place to help or to give, maybe this is exactly the right time to do something like that. Yeah, and I think too, is if you're a parent listening yeah. and you're like, okay, and I want to get my kids involved. I know I mentioned like just keeping like the food in your car. Well, that's boom, one way to serve right. others, but that's sort of like a convenient red or red light. And we see somebody so rolled in the window. But to your point too, Kelly, I think it is a huge thing. And my mom used to tell me that too. Like in college, when I would call her having the biggest pity party of my life because my world was mm-hmm. crashing down around <laughs> me and everything in that moment mattered, she would like... I'm sure she was rolling her eyes on the other end of the phone, right. but in a very loving way. And she was like, you need to take the focus off of you and go volunteer somewhere. Yep. Because this is all, all I hear is Amy, Amy, Amy right now. Yep. And I'm over it. Yeah. So I think um, as parents, we need that as adults for things to go do like that. But then as, as a parent too, I'll show you, I'll share with y'all some tips that I want to do with my kids so that maybe they have these tools in their back pocket and they know how to serve others 
growing up so that it just becomes more natural to them. Yeah, it's just part um, of the, what they're thinking. Yeah, about. and so I have them, like anytime we do like closet cleanouts where they're very aware that they're collecting clothes that like either don't fit them anymore or they don't wear for whatever reason and that they're going to go to somebody else. And like we explain, like we're donating these to somebody else that needs them. Um, sometimes um, they get allowance for different little things that they do. Like Stevenson, the, yesterday he was picking up dog poop in the backyard mm -hmm. and, you know, he got paid for it. But it's that's like one of his chores. Some stuff is like a given that they have to do around the house yeah. like, and they'll ask for money. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> That's just part of that's just what, here. <laughs> that's just what you get for being my child. Congratulations. Right. <laughs> but other things, they have an opportunity to make money. And, um, you know, we've talked to them about how maybe they could save it up a little bit. And then, you know how fun it is sometimes. And I think for kids, they'll see how neat it is to just pay for something for somebody in line. Oh, yeah. Pay it forward. Pay it forward. Yeah. And just that's a way to like spread joy and it to be contagious. And in our household, we call it pimp and joy. But um that's like a small way to just teach your kid random acts of kindness. And then um, obviously like finding places to volunteer like mm -hmm. as a family and not just going with just you, but gathering the kids to like go with you. And now that my dad is in a retirement home, like I, it was, it's been made aware to me, like how older people that maybe don't have a lot of people in their life, like they don't, they don't get like, cards and gifts sure, and yeah. like wh whatever the holiday is insert if it's Christmas or Valentine's Day or candy whatnot mm -hmm. but you can you know as a family you could sit around doesn't mean you'll have to like volunteer at some official place but just even you sitting around your kitchen table making cards for some elderly people in your neighborhood or at the assisted living place that's like y'all volunteering in your own little family way and then dropping it off I love that. And um, that's that. definitely a need, like at nursing homes and stuff. Especially because around the holidays, I'm sure. Mm -hmm, they're living there because they can't live on their own. And some people, like we visit my dad all the time. But my dad told me some people, they don't have anybody visit them at all. And he's so the lonely. youngest one there. He's right. only there because of his, he could live on his own, but he's just there because of his health issues right. that altered who he is. And yeah, he's he's probably... Like he's six, seven, he's 78. He used to be like six years old, but seven in his seventies. But now I'd say he's kind of like 90 sometimes based on how he is. But all the other people there are legit like 90 right. and above. And so he, he's just brought to light that that's a need. So that's something that we do now and we're paying attention to. Over Halloween, I was trying to take the kids trick or treating there. Cause some of the people, some nursing homes will let you do that with kids They'll, because the elderly, the people that live there, they don't, they used to love I'm having sure trick-or-treaters come to their yeah. house. So why not have them come to their little apartment door at the community? And um, my dad's place uh, said we could do it, but then we ended up just staying in our neighborhood and my dad came over. But if we were going to go visit him, they were going to trick-or-treat there, especially because yeah. it was maybe going to be really bad weather. Yeah. Um, and that the older people were going to love that. Um, my husband was in the Air Force for 12 years and he was deployed even some Christmases. And we would send him big care packages like between his sister and me and his mom. And that's all awesome. But he told me there's legit guys that would be over there for like long, long periods of time and not get one bit of mail. So um, we would always include extra things. And you can just find addresses of where people are and you can just ship it and it will get there. Or maybe talk to some other military people that you might know and figure out addresses of people that are deployed and maybe single people or people that don't have a lot of family and send care packages. 
to the military because they're over there and some of them, like my husband said, sometimes he would just put stuff, they have a common area, or at least where he was, and he would just set like coffee and snacks and different things we would mail him, beef jerky, and set it out for some of the guys that just didn't yeah. have anything. So that's another way you can get your family involved, just to thinking about others that maybe aren't like living the exact life that you are. Yeah. I think it's so. everywhere, and it's just, it's, it's especially just in America. So we need to just mm-hmm. think about all of that. Is there anything else you want to add about? I have one last thing that we do as a family. And my husband, he gets the credit for this. He bought those like treasure picker uppers. Like it's on a stick and then it has like the little clip that, you know, you clamp it and it picks up trash. You don't have to touch it. And we carry those around the neighborhood and the kids pick up trash. That's Mm -hmm. a good thing though. Keep the neighborhood clean. It is. And it's just, (laughs) again, teaching you like, hey, we're going to help others and keep this like, in Haiti, too, they just throw trash everywhere. Right. So it took a while for my kids to understand that concept. They were like, what? Yeah. Because literally, you just eat something and throw it on the ground there. Like, it does not, it really doesn't phase it. It's not illegal. It's like litter. There's some, like, into, I'm from Texas. It's like, don't mess with Texas. It's a huge, like, litter campaign. But you're not <laughs> going to get fined any money in Haiti yeah. at all. Um, so that was an interesting concept. It's still, I have to watch them like when they were first here they would like just take a wrapper and throw it on the ground I was like no like that's no that's not allowed in America that's like taking pride in where you live too exactly yeah and so that's another thing that you can do as a family that's thinking about others in your community and you know just loving your neighbors in your area and um, respecting your things so you can go have little you know go on a Saturday morning walk with your coffee and your kids and your dog and Pick, Pick up, up trash. trash. <laughs> like, it's it's fun. Um, and then another thing we did with our neighbors, too, recently, and we still need to get better about getting to know some of them more better. And when I had Bob Goff on my podcast, he's amazing, by the way. If you don't know anything about him, just look him up, Bob Goff. Um, he's great at loving others and loving neighbors. And he reminded me, like, oh, I, we need to be better at that. Um, like, my legit neighbors, mm-hmm. which really, loving other, serving others and loving your neighbors— uh, there's no borders on that at all. Like for me, sometimes there's people that question why I adopted from Haiti and not America because there's kids that need homes here. And we were pursuing a domestic adoption, but because of our hearts and a lot of what we felt was right for us, we landed in Haiti. And so to judge anybody for that to me is a little bit weird, but I still get judged. Don't worry, but it's fine. But I, so I will just put that reminder out there that there's no, like loving your neighbor can be literally your next door neighbor or halfway around the world or all the way, like whatever. Um, but Bob Goff in particular, he just like legit loves his neighbors like next door and beyond. <laughs> and he, he just reminded me, we've got to be better at that. So I've been trying to like talk to my neighbors more, do whatever. But my kids, when I was trying to teach them what neighbors were when they first got here, I had them bake cookies and go door to door and drop them off like knock on the front door. We went as a family and we knocked on the door and they said, here, we made you cookies. And that was a way of like just showing so our neighbors sweet. a little bit of love. Yeah. And so that's another thing you can do just to get out. And that way you can maybe, and again, I am preaching to myself right now, but if we get to know our neighbors and those around us, like our literal ones, um, we may learn some of their needs and how we can better serve them, literally the neighbor. Right. Um, Speaking of the hat makers, I guess I just have different memories popping up into my head, especially because I just talked about them um, 
you know, feeding the homeless over Easter. But uh, I think in one of Jen's books, and now I can't remember which one, like her husband, Brandon, was maybe thinking about, I shouldn't have said names because now I don't know if I'm even giving, getting the story right. But either way, it's a good story. Just omit the names. Um, it, it might be right. But but he was trying to practice loving others, like literally his serving his neighbor. And they he had noticed that, um, and I think, he, I mean, he was a pastor. And he's like, I'm a dum-dum. Like, my neighbor's yard was like wildly out of control, hadn't been mowed. But he just went and got his mower one day and went and mowed the yard. And that was super helpful. I mean, given somebody's circumstances, I mean, some neighbor might get really offended or like, what are you trying to say about my yard? Hey, (laughs) yeah, you should ask first. But I mean, it was a legit need where it needed to be done. And I think it was a huge blessing to that neighbor. So I'm not saying, yeah, just go start chopping down trees or like mowing yards. But like, look around you. Like, that's a good reminder to like literally look right next to you. And is there a need that maybe you could hop in and love someone or bless someone with a simple act as pulling out your lawnmower. Right. That's what I keep hearing just so much and thinking the word awareness just keeps popping into my head. And Mm -hmm. I think it is just getting outside of yourself, especially in the holiday season that can be so difficult for so many people. It's a great time to just really try to think about someone else other than yourself. And Mm -hmm. it's such a good thing to teach the kids early, like you said. So it's just instinctual. Yep. To think that way. I yeah. love that. And you guys can go check out the organization we've been talking about, Home Street Home Tennessee at homestreethometennessee.org. Um, the Tennessee is just TN. TN. Yeah. Homestreethometn.org. Mm-hmm. Um, there's places to donate, like we said. Also, if you are in Nashville, there's places to set up um, that you're willing to volunteer and they'll kind of reach out to you and figure out what the right fit for that would be. So yeah. I think they have like a food pantry and yeah. then survival supplies. Cause if you think about like Mary who runs the shop forward, she has, she has all of our Pim and Joy stuff and all the Espoir stuff with me, but she has like a bigger clothing company that makes sweaters and mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. And they had some beanies that they had made for like, you know, I don't know, a big com- order from a company and something went wrong with the beanie slightly like it, they're fine. She just couldn't the beanies are fine, it, but the yeah. the client rejected them. So right. she had like two thousand beanies, and she's like, "Oh my gosh!" Like I don't know what to do. So she hit me up about Home Street Home, and she was like, "Hey, do you think they would want these?" I mean, and it gets cold here. Yes. Um, and so she's shipping all those beanies. So I mean, just even think of that, like just stuff that maybe, quote unquote, not usable for you, but they're still in great quality condition yes. because, right. and they still had the tags on them, which I think is going to be super special. Cause again, they're really nothing wrong with these beanies, right. but, um, they're going to get like a brand new beanie with a tag and like ha- for them to get something new. Cause I'm sure they're used to getting like hand me down, but I don't know that when I read survival supplies, it made me think of that. Cause like camping gear and right. thick warm clothing and waterproof stuff, like, you just things you don't like sometimes when it's storming here, like storming and you're safe inside your house. Like, I'm not saying this is my first thought, but I do have a thought eventually, I guess now, cause this is kind of all top of mind for me, but it was like raining like crazy the other day. And I thought, oh my gosh, like what if I was just outside with nowhere right. to go? And this was my current situation. Oh. Or when it's snowing, I always think about it with snow. It's yeah. cold. No, it's crazy. Okay. So yeah. Survival <laughs> supplies in case you have fear. <laughs> Amy, yeah. thank you for being here and telling us about all of this, um, these ideas. I think they're really great, especially for the kids. 
You guys can follow Amy at Radio Amy on Instagram. You're on every social media as at Radio Amy, right? Yeah. And then what's your website? RadioAmy.com. RadioAmy.com. Yeah. Amy Brown was taken. So, but whatever. People know me as Radio yeah. Amy. Anyway. Radio I feel like Amy. sometimes when I say I'm Amy Brown, they're like, who? <laughs> I'm like, Radio Amy. And they're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, and they can obviously listen to you every morning on the Bobby Bone Show. So you guys check out Amy. She's got lots of stuff going on. And the Shop Espoir and Pimp and Joy, all of it. Mm-hmm. Shop Forward. These are all really great organizations. They give back, but also the products are really cute. Oh, I, I mean, I have my bag with Kelly today. approved. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kelly's caring for things so that says Fiesta, Siesta, Tequila, Repeat. I mean, it's one of my favorites. that's not a life motto, I don't know what is. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks for being here. And thank you guys for listening. This is Kelly Henderson, and you've been listening to the Velvet's Edge podcast. I truly believe that every one of us has a little velvet and a little edge. So it's so important to remember that to be strong, you must be soft too. Thank you so much for sharing in those stories with me. You can follow Velvet's Edge on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, as well as velvetsedge.com. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me every Wednesday for more conversations on lifestyle, beauty, and relationships. Thanks for listening. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.